You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Food Freedom Life podcast. The word restriction gets thrown around a lot in the intuitive eating and in the non-diet space, but I find that it's not super well defined on social media. So I'm here today to talk to you about restriction, what it is, why it's something you need to stop doing if you truly want to heal your relationship with food and your body and find food freedom. We're also going to talk about why not restricting doesn't mean that you are going to eat endless amounts of chips or sweets. That's not going to happen. And I really want to make that clear. Just because I don't agree with restriction doesn't mean that you're going to be off the handle with food and never be able to stop for the rest of your life. But I will explain this more. First, we're going to start off by defining restriction. The textbook definition is the limitation or control of someone or something or the state of being limited or restricted. When it comes to eating, restriction does not just cover meal plans and counting calories. I hear from a lot of people and I've had plenty of clients who will say, I've never actually dieted. I've just been on Noom or I've never actually been on a diet, but I'm always worrying about what I'm eating. At the end of the day, it's all kind of the same thing. Even if you're like, oh, I'm just watching what I eat or I'm just trying to eat healthier. These are ways of eating that are still restrictive. And in a big way, it's the mindset behind it. Sometimes it's not even about the end behavior. It's the way that you're thinking about it that can be so restrictive. There's something that is trying to be avoided. You're trying to avoid eating unhealthy foods or because you're setting limitations that you're trying to stay in, which I would almost argue is even harder because if you're saying to yourself, I'm just going to try to eat a little bit healthier. Okay, well, what does that even mean? How do you know if you succeeded or failed at that? And then you get hard on yourself and you start worrying and you get confused. And then, of course, what I find, especially if people are starting off innocently with trying to eat a bit healthier or, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just going to watch what I eat a little bit more closely. It starts to snowball. And soon enough, you're so restricted in what you're eating and so obsessive about what you're eating that it really just does take over everything. I've never truly found anybody. I've never talked to any person that's like, oh yeah, I just kind of watch what I eat. It's chill. It's fine. It always gets intense and restricted in a way that's like, wow, I'm constantly overthinking my food decisions and I feel like I can never get it right. I always feel guilty. And just personally, and you probably feel the same way too, if you're here listening to this, that's not the way that I want to live in any area of my life, being limited or restricted. I want complete freedom to do what I want to do and to trust myself that I can make good decisions for myself. Because can you imagine, as an example, if you were limited or restricted in what job you were allowed to get, if there was somebody dictating what career path you can take and you just have to choose from a specific pool, it's like, well, no. I trust myself to choose a path that's right for me. I want to be open to whatever path I discover and create a future based on my own judgment and my intuition and my preferences and my strengths. So if you use that analogy, it's like, well, why would I restrict myself with food? I want to be able to trust my body and take care of myself without these limitations in place. 
when you're restricting and when you deny yourself food that you want, it does create a very unhealthy relationship with food in your body. Because I always say you don't just start changing the way that you're eating for no reason. Usually it happens because you have a negative relationship with your body and you've been influenced by some source to think that things would be better if you changed it. If somebody came up to you and said, hey, you're going to have your dream body and it's never going to change no matter what you do, you wouldn't worry about food anymore. Or honestly, even if somebody said your body would stay this way forever, no matter what you do, you'd also let go of the food obsession. And I realize that there are mental health issues and things that I'm not talking about right now that can perpetuate in a healthy relationship with food. But right now we're talking about dieting and restriction. There are three kinds of restriction that I wanted to go through to explain to you what they all are and why they all contribute in different ways to an unhealthy relationship with food. The first type is physical restriction, and that includes physically limiting the quantity, the type, or category of food. It's the more obvious form of restriction because it's very tangible. It's very objective behaviors. So for example, it could look like perhaps avoiding carbs because maybe your mom did that and shamed you whenever you had carbs and told you they'd just lead to weight gain. Physical restriction could also look like counting calories and only eating to a certain calorie amount. It could look like having an idea of what portion you should eat that's separate from how hungry you are or what sounds satisfying. It could be cutting off your eating at 8 p.m. regardless of how hungry you feel or just how you feel in general. It can look like a lot of different things. And I really want you to remember as well that restriction is not about just eating less of something or choosing not to eat it because you're allergic to it or it doesn't agree with you or doesn't support how you want to feel in that moment. It's changing the way that you're eating based on arbitrary rules that don't come from your body's internal wisdom, your values, or actual evidence-based nutrition information. After physical restriction, the second type of restriction is mental restriction. And that's really how you think about food. It's like the mind chatter version of physical restriction. It's all of the thoughts that swirl around in your head when it comes to making a food decision. It often surfaces as guilt around food and it makes eating decisions really, really arduous and complicated. And what I hear from a lot of people is, I'm eating everything, I'm not physically restricting, and that might be true. You might be allowing yourself to eat all the food. There are no limits on anything at all, not the quantity, the type, the time that you eat, nothing. But if you're mentally restricting, If you're beating yourself up or shaming yourself for eating those foods, if you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be eating that, and if you eat that, you'll just gain weight, and this is why you're the size that you are, and it's because you eat this or that, you're going to end up in dysfunction with food. It doesn't matter if you're physically restricting or not. Mental restriction wires you to fixate on food even without physical restriction. The third kind of restriction after physical and mental is emotional restriction. Now, this one is tricky because it can exist in the absence of physical and mental restriction. Emotional restriction is pretty much exactly what you might think it is. It's restricting your emotions in some way. So to give you some examples, it's things like bottling up how you're really feeling, not speaking up when something's bothering you, resisting exploring why you're feeling a certain way, not taking breaks or attending to your own needs, always putting the needs of others above your own. There's nothing wrong with using food to soothe yourself, but when food is your only coping skill, which is what I see quite often, that's when things start to get problematic. Emotional restriction, it creates this internal pressure. And as that pressure builds and builds, eventually it's going to need a release. And food 
it's inherently comforting, right? So if you don't have any other coping skills or ways to slowly release that pressure, food is always going to be your go-to. So those are the three kinds of restriction, and that's why emotional restriction is problematic, but here why mental and physical restriction are problematic. When you restrict, you are signaling to your body that it's bad and wrong to eat a certain food, and your body and mind are filled with guilt and shame because guilt and shame are thoughts, but it's also a body feeling of feeling anxious, uneasy, tight, you feel confined, there's no freedom of choice. And honestly, you're not treating yourself like an adult. You're like a kid that needs rules and restrictions and it can feel very defeating. And one of the biggest downfalls of restriction is the almost inevitable binging that comes with it. And you might identify with binge eating or you might identify with like going overboard on weekends and eating really good all week. That's a similar cycle. Or eating really well during the day and then snacking all night. No matter what you do, if you do not stop restricting, the binging or overdoing it or going crazy or whatever you think of it and however you name it, it cannot end. And just to know, binge eating is very different than overeating or just eating, you know, bad food on the weekend. But whatever you identify with, both are caused by restriction. The more we restrict, the stronger the desire to eat all the food and the more obsession you feel because you feel so out of control. And there's this constant thought about food and it just gets louder and louder. It's like a pendulum swing reaction, right? The more you restrict, the more you pull that pendulum over to the restrict side. When you let that pendulum go, it's going to swing violently over to the other side. The more you're going to binge. Every time you restrict, it has an equal binge reaction, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional restriction. And the reason this happens is because our bodies are smart. They understand that they need constant nourishment in order to have energy, to function properly, to feel their best, and truly to survive. When we don't eat enough, we don't let our body have certain nutrients that it needs, we don't let ourselves eat what we want, or we don't eat enough when we're hungry, or we don't eat when we're hungry, our body kicks in for us. Our bodies are hardwired to push off any diet or restriction. And even though we tend to think this is a horrible thing and something that we need to overcome and conquer, it it is actually a good thing. Our resistance to dieting is a biological advantage for famine survival. Because your body doesn't know the difference between you choosing to restrict or go on a diet and an actual famine or absence of food. And this response, this this famine response, it strengthens with each diet or bout of restriction that you go on. That inherent protection against dieting is why dieting is so hard, why it gets harder over time, and it leaves us so obsessed with food and thinking about it all the time. It's why we get so hungry, it's why we can't stop thinking about food, it's why we binge, and why we almost always gain the weight back. We are wired that way. And that is one, I would say the number one thing that I hear from people when they want to work with me is, I can't stop thinking about food all day long. It's so distracting. I just want to stop thinking about it. And the process of healing from restriction is so amazing because it's like the fog clears. All of a sudden, my clients are like, oh, I like to eat breakfast. And then, you know, I was busy at work and I didn't think about my lunch until I was hungry instead of obsessing over it and counting down the seconds. It just leaves all of this room to think about the million other things that are ultimately more important. But the reason it's so hard to get out of this place of restriction is because it's safe, right? It's familiar, it's comfortable, you're so used to it by this point, and it can feel like the rules and the restrictions keep you in line. But no, they they aren't. And this is so, so important to know and remember. It's not the lack of rules or discipline or willpower that's making you out of control and obsessive around food. It's the restriction. 
after you overeat or binge or eat something that you feel you shouldn't, putting these restrictions back in place, it makes you feel safe. It's like that thrill of starting over. But what really happens is that it just keeps the dysfunction going. I promise that it's not just inherently how you are with food. You don't just lose control. It's the restriction. It doesn't allow you to tune into your body or be intuitive. And it does not come from a place of love. It comes from a place of shame, guilt, obeying the rules and being a good girl or a good boy. It puts you into a box that subconsciously you're going to want to rebel from. When you just get back to the restricting, the cycle will never end. Even if you say, you know, I'm doing it out of love, that does not change the scenario. It's all the same. So I do want to share with you how you can live a life with food freedom and be able to make empowered choices and never feel restricted or like you have to put rules on yourself in order to keep yourself safer in control. And no, this does not mean, like I said before, that you're going to be eating endless amounts of sugar restricting sugar or any food isn't actually going to make you eat less of it. It does the opposite. And I know you can look back at your experience and see that. Most likely you're going to want to eat more than you actually even wanted in the first place. And it creates a much larger chance that you'll binge on it and obsess over it. And it really does turn the food into this high and mighty thing on this pedestal that's so much more powerful than you. You can't control yourself around it. But if you do the work on healing your relationship with food in your body, food just becomes food. But to get there, that means letting go of restrictions. And I know that is so scary to just let go of because I've been there. I know what it feels like to be in restrict mode and go crazy on food because I didn't allow myself to have it. I've been there alongside you. And that's why I talk about this because I have experienced it deep within my core. So how do you feel good in your body, have wellness without the obsession and not restrict food? I'm going to go through a few points. To start, if you are restricting still physically or mentally, as in you're not eating something that you want to eat or mentally, even if you're eating something, let's say that it's dessert, but while you're eating the dessert, you're saying it's bad and wrong. I shouldn't be eating this. If you're restricting in either of those ways, the first thing to do, and I know you're going to roll your eyes at me for saying this, is to stop. And that can feel really scary, but honestly, that is the first step. It's really just to choose to not restrict yourself anymore. And it's giving yourself this unconditional permission to eat, to allow all food. And you may choose to do this all at once with all foods, or you may choose to do this one food at a time. It's really up to you. And this is kind of where working with somebody can be really helpful to figure out which option is best for you and to guide you through this process because it can be really scary. There may be a phase where you're eating things that you haven't eaten in a while more often. And that's okay, because how do you expect yourself to go from restricting a certain food and then all of a sudden you allow it and then you're just supposed to be perfectly balanced and very controlled around it? That doesn't really make sense. And I'm not saying that you have to go crazy and you have to like feel completely out of control. That's also not something that's for sure going to happen. But whatever happens is what happens for you. And that's your experience. So it's normal. Whatever happens, just know that it's okay. So allow, 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 that is the first step. And I promise you, you will stop eating the thing, whatever you're worried about, you will stop. Especially if you're in a state of allowing, your body will get to a point where it's like, "Hmm, I think I'm good, I'm done, it doesn't feel good anymore. Or this feels like a very good amount for me and your body will stop. Because when you eat something with permission, there's an immediate shift in your brain. It creates abundance. That feast famine mode starts to relax your body starts to trust you again. There's no threat that the food is going to be taken away and poof, be gone. There really is an immediate shift in your brain that just makes you feel like 
oh, I'm safe eating this. Therefore, I can listen to my body. And when you're eating from a place of allowance and love, and you're not eating from a place of guilt and shame, you can actually be present with the food and enjoy it to the full extent that your food is meant to be enjoyed. And over time, it does get easier and easier when you keep allowing all food. But that's just step one. Step number two, and don't jump to this right away. This is after you've spent some solid time in step one with all foods. But step two is about making empowered choices with food. So instead of seeing anything as a restriction, it's about seeing it as a powerful choice that comes from your values and from your intuition. And I'm not really talking about faking it like, oh, I'm going to try to pretend that this isn't restriction, but it really is. No, this is actually coming from deep within you from within your values. And I could give you a million examples of this, but I will share one example for you. So if you know that eating a lot of dairy, for example, can upset your stomach, let's just say that it's okay to choose to pass on the dairy or choose to eat a smaller amount because it's what honors your body. That is not restriction, like I was mentioning earlier, because you're doing what feels good for you. It's making a choice from the signals in your body and with some logic because the signals in your body are saying, hey, this doesn't really feel too good when I eat a lot of dairy, whatever a lot means to you. And you have this logic as well. Um, you know, the signal of the feeling and then the logic of the dairy doesn't also doesn't make your stomach feel great. So you use logic and the signals and you make the choice that's best for you. And that's really what all this is about. It's about what's best for you. But it's also using that understanding to allow flexibility on that, right? It's not creating a hard rule of, oh, dairy makes my stomach hurt so I can never have it again. It's merging logic with your body's sensations to say, okay, I know this may not make me feel the best, but I really want this. And this pizza would just perfectly hit the spot. So I'm going to have it even if it makes my stomach upset because it's my empowered choice. And I'm just going to take care of myself an extra amount, show myself some love and deal with the consequences. You can choose to feel bad. You don't always have to choose to feel good, but you don't have to come from a place of restriction. You can come from a place of just honoring what works for your body best. And I'll say again, there are many, many examples, but it comes down to you and what makes you feel good in your body and in your mind. And that's why it's not from a place of restriction because you're still allowed to eat it if you want to, or you can choose not to have it, or you can choose to have a little bit. It all comes from what feels good. It's a restriction when there's no other choice, when you're saying, hey, I'm not going to eat dairy anymore. I'm dairy free. Now you've put a hard line in the sand. And when you cross that line, you're a failure. But if you're like, okay, I can eat this cheese or I cannot eat this cheese. How do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel good today. And so I'm going to pass on this. I'm going to eat this other thing instead. I'm carrying on with my life after it. That's how you know it's not restriction because you can also choose to eat that thing and it's fine. Like you see, you didn't have that stomach ache, but you don't care about it. And like, sometimes you'll do that. And other times you're going to choose not to. And that's the ability to really be flexible. Step number three is checking the intention behind the choices you make. So did you pass on the cookies, for example, even though you wanted them because you felt like they were bad or they're going to make you gain weight or you had cookies yesterday, but you shouldn't have them again. There's this negotiation or Did you pass on the cookies because you had a nice, satisfying dinner? You feel too full to eat the cookies, even though they look and smell delicious. You know they're not going anywhere. And so you choose to pass. But that's another thing that people really get confused about. If your taste buds wanted it, you have to eat it. No, 
it's still making that empowered choice. This isn't about every single whim that you have that you have to give into it. That's not what this is about. And that's not the opposite of restriction either. The opposite of restriction is freedom. And freedom doesn't mean that you have to eat everything that you see. Freedom means you get to make a choice in every single moment. And in every moment, there might be a different choice. Every day is different. That is freedom. And that is the opposite of restriction. So really checking in on the intention behind these choices to say, okay, is there a difference here? I can take the same action of not eating the cookie, but there's a very big difference internally on what is a restriction, which is, you know, I really shouldn't eat that or negotiating why you shouldn't eat that or want it. If you're hungry for it, it looks good. It smells good. You know, you just want it so bad, but you can't, that's restriction and being like, oh man, I'm full. No, thanks. That is honoring your body. It's very, very different. And just calling restriction honoring your body doesn't make it work either. It has to be a true internal process and a true internal change. And that's what you get from working with me is that true internal change of being able to make that choice. And restriction isn't at play in the equation. Restriction leads us to not listen to our bodies and not use our intuition, which is such a powerful tool, right? When we cut that off, cut off our intuition with restriction, it's very detrimental. When we constantly deny dessert because we think that we shouldn't be eating it every night, that only leads to more obsession. That only leads to you more likely eating more dessert than you otherwise would have if you had just allowed yourself to have it when you first wanted it. And I do have a really great story about a past client who is in my group. And she had sent me a message one day when we were in group and said, oh, I just went out for dinner and I'm actually really full, but I don't feel complete. And I'm sure you've had that experience too, where you're technically full, but you just kind of want a little something sweet. So she was feeling this way and she knew that there was still some chocolate in the cupboard that would be really good. But she thought that if she eats it, she won't feel good. And she was really in this internal conflict. So I said, well, why don't you just have one piece? and see how you feel. And she was like, oh my God, I can just have one piece. I don't need to eat the whole thing. It's not all or nothing. So she had it and it hit the spot. She felt totally complete, totally satisfied. And in the past, if she restricted it and was like, no, I shouldn't have dessert. I shouldn't have chocolate. I shouldn't have it. By the weekend, that whole chocolate bar and every other sweet thing in the cupboard would have been gone, which is honestly, you know, okay. I mean, eat the whole chocolate bar. I don't care. But I know that the cycle you want to get out of is the, oh, I shouldn't screw it. I'm going to eat the whole bag or I'm going to eat the whole bar, whatever it is. That is a cycle that does not serve our bodies. It does not serve us mentally or spiritually in any way. That restriction does not feel good. So allowing yourself gives you the opportunity to actually just eat it in a way that feels good. And it's not restriction at all. She didn't say, okay, I'm only going to let myself have one. Not, you know, I can't have any more than this because Even if she did that, she probably would have wanted more because she felt restricted. But instead, she said, I'm going to start with one piece and see how I feel. And that's all it took. She felt totally complete. She wasn't thinking about it anymore. And she was moving on with her evening. And not that this is the point at all, because that's not what I'm saying. I know people want to hear things like this. And I know that we want to know more things like this. Not restricting can lead to eating less. That's just how it is. Overall, yes, you might be eating certain things more often, but even if you have one bite of chocolate every single day for the rest of your life, that's going to be less chocolate than if every weekend you're eating multiple bars and other things because you feel so restricted and you're rebounding from it. And this is why this can happen. 
and now it's not coming from the last supper mentality. You're not having this fear of, I don't know the next time I can eat this, so I better eat it all. Because why do you think a lot of people eat the entire pint of ice cream in one sitting? It's because they don't know when they'll be able to eat it again. Because really, I mean, your body might want it once in a while, but your body's probably not like, give me a whole container of ice cream every single night. (laughs) And so when you begin listening to your body and allowing and letting go of restriction, you can hear your body telling you that. And this is why I see my clients be like, oh my gosh, I bought all these chips or I bought all this ice cream or whatever the thing is that used to bother them. And I forgot it was there. That would have never happened before because that's what happens when you shift the mindset to abundance. When you start thinking about food abundantly, it really just becomes food. You don't need to restrict yourself because you can trust yourself. And that's so powerful. When restriction isn't there, you might have a few bites or maybe you'll have half or maybe you'll have the whole thing. It doesn't really matter but you know that you can have it tomorrow if you want it. So it doesn't seem as special as like, oh, I got to get it all in now. So allowing yourself to eat with your body signals and create a more balanced relationship with food and get rid of the constant food thoughts is what ends up happening. The main thing is that it really is a mindset shift. It's making choices that honor you and your body without making one choice better or worse. It really doesn't matter what you choose and that you're, you know, right or wrong for choosing it, you're not. Eliminating the guilt and the shame is what allows you to live more freely. And that's really important to not make this moral at all. It's allowing yourself to live without the diet rules and have the freedom to choose and not be guilted or shamed for eating ice cream or chips and not praised for eating the salad or the chicken and broccoli. It's all okay because that's what you chose. End of story. It doesn't matter. There doesn't need to be a long dialogue about the food that you chose. It's just... I chose this, therefore I'm done. So to close, restriction is what got you stuck in the diet cycle in the first place. It will not be the thing that sets you free. Until you let go of restriction, you will not feel free because restriction is what got you stuck in the first place. And of course, there are a lot of other things loaded into completely feeling free and having a better relationship with food in your body. I could talk more about emotional restriction as well, but Physical, mental restriction are those things that are going to set you back and keep you stuck until you truly release it. And realizing that it can be just really, really subtle restriction. Like I said, trying to eat healthier or just trying to not eat so much dessert. The small restrictions can really keep you stuck. So it's truly seeing the full picture of restriction and how you can live life without feeling like you're completely out of control and feeling horrible. If you're tuning into your body, listening to your signals, honoring yourself, there's not going to be a place of feeling out of control. You're actually going to feel more in control. And not that I want to give you that false sense of control, but it it does feel good. It feels natural, which doesn't require control, right? You'll feel safe in your body and you trust yourself and you trust your body. And when you feel that safety, when you feel that trust and you can truly just allow yourself to live because you feel that security, you know, that's life without restriction. And it still allows you to care about feeling good and making choices that honor your health. And it absolutely means eating cookies sometimes and sometimes passing on them. It's just being able to have it all and knowing yourself at the same time. So if you're ready to leave behind restriction and all of the difficult struggles that come with getting through, coming out of dieting and finding genuine freedom, my one-to-one coaching program will absolutely get you there. If you want to tackle this, get it done and move on with your life, I am currently accepting clients. You can head over to brittanyallisonrd.com slash coaching to learn more. And that's it for now. I will see you next week.